Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Ready to talk some boxing, some of that sweet science with you today. Uh, you may know well Sosa in the building. I also got the hurricane in this thing. Fernando, what up, man? What's going on, Noso? Uh, just here to discuss boxing like always. And uh, this week, man, we have uh, people went heavy with the duck sauce this week, didn't they? <laughs> we we gonna talk. We gonna talk all about that, man. Uh, and man, you know, it's always a treat to have our guy call in from O City, uh, representing. For the Whatever You Say podcast, our friend and partner, Ivory Towns, is in the building. What up, I? No, how we doing, man? Fernando, What's appreciate on, the man? invite, guys, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I love just to be a fly on the wall and be involved in the conversation, man. Oh, man, listen, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out Ivory, man, he's got a great podcast called Whatever You Say. I, I'm even featured on one of those episodes, by the way, so get to learn a little bit about your boy. Uh, but he's got a great plat- yeah. great platform over there. And, uh, man, thank you for, you know, me and Ivory, I don't know if we've talked about this. I think maybe we did first time he was on. Man, we used to cover boxing uh, for a, a CBS Sports affiliate uh, out when we worked together in Oklahoma City. So it's always good to yeah. kind of get back in and have these conversations. Uh, we had some good times doing that over the years. Bringing up some of them old times, some of them old days, man, but new fights, man, keeping us active, man, keeping the conversation going. I like it. Oh, absolutely. And, boy, what a, again, you know, we've talked about this over and over. Uh, we've had such an amazing year of boxing uh, in 2023. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's find out where we are right now. Fernando, uh, we were so excited last time we got in the studio and, 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 and recorded an episode uh, because we were looking forward to a fight. Uh, Shakur Stevenson uh, versus Frank Martin. We were giving Frank Martin all this credit, man, yeah. daring to be great, stepping up, taking the challenge that is Shakur Stevenson. Turns out that fight has fallen apart. Uh, and now Shakur Stevenson will be taking on Edwin De Los Santos. Your reaction to that? Um, you know, I think uh, Frank Martin. You know, he he calls himself the Ghost, right? Right, right. I think he he lived up to that name. <laughs> he uh, he ghosted. <laughs> and listen, uh, you know, I give credit to every fighter out there who steps in the ring and you know, risk you know your well being in there for the for the crowd and you know for for a payday, obviously, and obviously because you love the sport. But at the same time, you got to call you know, call it like you see it. And to me, this was Frank Martin ducking Shakur Stevenson. I think he ducked him. Wow. No way. No other way to. To say it, he ducked him. He didn't want any any smoke with Shakur Stevenson. Wow. How about that, man? You know, it, it, I've seen them go back and forth on Twitter. Frank Martin saying, man, I didn't duck nobody and all these different back and forth. Listen, at the end of the day, it's a fight that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, maybe we'll end up seeing the fight. I don't know. But it, it, to me, Shakur Stevenson has been struggling to get a dance partner here. Yeah. It, it's, it has to be frustrating for sure when, you know, you look – like a potential future all-time great, right? But you have no uh, opportunity to showcase that with anybody because nobody really wants to fight you. Nobody really wants to fight. Well, so, you, well, interesting you say that, and and, and I've, I don't know if you know about this, but apparently the opponent that he is getting, Edwin De Los Santos, who's sixteen one and fourteen. By the way, an action yeah. fighter. Yeah. This guy brings it every time. He's aggressive. He's a power puncher. He's coming forward. Um, He's 16-1-14. Uh, Apparently, De Los Santos has been wanting to fight Shakur Stevenson for a while. A- again, you don't find that too often when it comes to, to Shakur. No, no, you don't. And uh, he's going to get everything he's asking for in this one. <laughs> but you know what? I think I think it's going to be a, uh, an exciting fight. I think he's got capabilities to make this a rough night and really rough up Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. I don't know that he wins this fight, obviously, but because uh, you know, Shakur's very technically sound. And if he gets into his range, it's going to be a very difficult night for De Los Santos. But he's got every capability and, pot- and uh, potential to to make it a rough night for him and test him. I, Ivory, I'm going to ask you this next. But, Fernando, let me let me start with you because I, I, I kind of know where you're at on this and you've been vocal about this. What are your thoughts on Shakur Stevenson at this point in his career right now? I think he's a superstar in the making. Uh, I think he's got all the talent to become an all-time great. I think uh, – unfortunately he just doesn't seem to be finding any dancing partners in there for him to showcase that you know he showcased it with oscar valdez and really anybody that he's been in the ring with he's kind of shut them out i mean he's, he's yeah i don't think i've seen him lose around in a long time yeah nobody's come close to you know posing a true problem uh for shakur stevenson and, yet. Uh, he's just incredibly talented you know has a great amateur background uh you know he's got really good skills a really good range he can you know pick you apart 
Um, and he's got some respectable power. It doesn't seem like it because, you know, he's 20, you know, with 10 knockouts, but he works the body very well. He mixes it up, uh, upstairs, downstairs very well. Just, uh, you know, he's got potential to be special fighter, to be a, a very special fighter. Ivory, what are your thoughts on Shakur Stevenson thus far, man? Again, uh, currently sitting at 20-0 and 0 with 10 knockouts. Oh, man, I echo those same uh, sentiments. Uh, very, very good fighter, young fighter. Um, has the potential to be one of those all-time greats. And, you know, if, if, it wasn't, if he wasn't in such a crowded era, you know, I think he, he'd probably be out there and be known a little bit more. I'm looking at Bob Arum, though. You know, I'm looking at his team. And wondering what are we what, what's the what's the hold up? And I'm thinking that Bob Aaron probably comes from that. I know he comes from that kind of old school promoter runs the show type type of uh, mind frame. And he, you know, probably not too too keen on all these former boxers kind of jumping right in, promoting, doing their own thing, and kind of wants to take that slow, you know, and 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 and, and methodical approach to bringing up a champion and. You know, I've I've seen Shakur say a couple of times that, you know, he just keeps telling him to hold on and be patient and wait. And we'll see. And it has to be frustrating. So, you know, the mentality of, of Shakur Stevenson, can he keep his head while doing all this waiting and seeing everybody else get all these big paydays? Can he keep his uh, head and keep his uh, his body in shape and, and be ready to rumble when it's time? So great fighter, though. Great fighter. I'm just, you know, I kind of – I feel his frustration, maybe, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little frustrated at uh, uh, the speed of his career right now. Well, you know who else was frustrated for for a long time was Terrence Crawford, right? Yeah. yeah. And and we didn't get the fight right. we wanted until Crawford got kind of out of that stable. Um, we'll have to yeah. see how things you know continue uh, with Shakur Steven, man. Just to give my take, you know, he at first I was I, I didn't I wasn't completely sold on Shakur, uh, but the way he has continued to develop and mature. I'm starting to really buy into it. I think he's just got an amazing skill set. And 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 here's the thing: like you talked about his power sitting at you know uh, you know only ten knockouts on his resume. The thing is, the the young man is now kind of starting to get his man strength. Yeah, remember he's a young right, guy, yeah. and 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 I think that's only going to increase over the next couple of years. And I think you're going to start seeing that knockout ratio jump up or you may what end up getting like what the Mayweather effect was because listen people always used to think that Floyd didn't have power the truth is Floyd was a uh safe fighter but he also had pop he just doesn't get credit for it because yeah. what ended up happening in Floyd's fights is he would hit a fighter and all of a sudden those guys got less aggressive and that yeah. would not have been the case if Floyd didn't have power. Floyd had power, but he basically used it as a deterrent. He wasn't aggressive, at least not you know the, the second half of his career. His early days, he was yep. a little more aggressive. But, but Floyd had enough pop to keep you honest and then really to keep you from jumping in there, trying to get your hands in the cookie jar too much. You know what I mean? Yep. It, 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 that's what stopped guys from really getting after Floyd. I think you're going to see a similar thing happen here with Shakur. I think Shakur is going to have enough power to keep people at bay, and, and 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 you won't see guys coming at him uh, reckless, which should be, uh, you know, exemplified, right, in the fight that we're talking about here. Edwin De Los Santos, this guy's an aggressive, offensive fighter. I mean, this guy goes in there and he chucks some leather. Let's see what it's like when he gets tagged a couple of times uh, by Shakur. Is he going to sustain and keep that kind of offensive going, or is he going to say, eh, Maybe I'm not going to fight that kind of fight with this guy because Shakur, his skill set, and when you look at De Los Santos, the way that he goes about fighting, these styles clash in a way that Shakur should be able to kind of surgically pick this guy apart. Yeah, if he finds his range early, it's going to be a long night for uh, for De Los Santos. Um, so he probably wants to be able to frustrate that that side of it, where you know he doesn't let him get set too soon or doesn't get him, let him find his range too soon, and you know disrupt that rhythm. Because once Shakur gets going, and we saw it with Valdez, and we've seen him do it with other fighters. Once he finds his distance where he needs to be, that's where he's going to stay. And it's going to be very hard to get him off of there. And he's going to let those combinations fly. He's going to mix it up to the body, to the head, up, down, down, up. And, you know, once he gets going, it's going to be very hard to stop him. I, I, I agree. Yeah, this seems, yeah, this seems like those timing, time matchups where, you know, uh, the, the aggression really doesn't, bother the knockout rate really bother Shakur you're going to time him out right probably get him out of there early tell you the truth 
you know, it's probably one of those fights where, you know, you, you, you let your opponent do all the work for you and just walk into you, just time them up and, and, and get them out of there pretty quick. I could definitely see it playing yeah. out that way. That's definitely yeah. one of the scenarios that, that, that could be likely. Yeah, I think like seven or eight yeah. rounds, he'll punish him and then, you know, they'll, they'll stop it or something. I can see that happening for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, realistic there. Uh, how realistic is this real quick? Obviously, Shakur, young in his career, but ready to start making some moves and making some history and making some money. He's looking for some big paydays, looking for that dance partner. Is starting to have conversations in interviews and start mentioning names like Tank Davis. Um, I saw him, you know, the other day saying, well, they got to make, you know, an offer or show some kind of interest. Who am I to, you know, make an offer to the biggest, you know, one of the biggest fighters in the sport kind of, kind of saying two things at once there, you know what I mean? Calling, giving tank his props, but also saying, Hey, what's up guys? Like I'm out here. Do do you want some of this? Can we get this going? Fernando, what are your thoughts real quick on, um, that potential maybe down the road? Is that going to happen? Matchup tank Davis and Shakur. I think it. I could think it could definitely happen. You know, uh, it's gonna take uh, a lot of you know working with Bob Arum and you know PBC and and those guys there and kind of coming to, uh, to a deal. If they've done it before. I don't see why they w- wouldn't be able to do it. You know, again, it's a it's a big fight. The the problem that and you know and this is where Shakur you know would be frustrated is that he doesn't have really a signature win yet aside from Valdez maybe. Right. And and it's not really a, his fault. He wants to fight everybody. It's just <laughs> right. not, not everybody wants to fight him. And so it's hard to build kind of like a demand for that fight when you don't have a big signature signature win, like you know where Tank Davis has a few of those yeah. under his belt already. Yeah. But uh, you know, to me, that's that's a a big fight for me. You know, it's a potential you know super super fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's remember, yeah, yeah. remember remember this crazy year that's been 2023 that we keep bragging about. He's had the most commercially successful fight of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Ryan Garcia, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and look, I mean, it, it's a fight that can be made. Obviously, the promoters are going to be smart here, and, you know, they're not going to make it this year because I think they realize, hey, Shakur needs to get a big win here at some point. Right. Let's get him a big win, and let's get him, you know, let's make him marketable. And, you know, maybe by – the summer of next year, at the earliest, I think we could see it. It might have to marinate a couple more years, uh, unfortunately. Right. You know, if we're, if we're looking at it from the promoter side. But I think, you know, Shakur Stevenson has the tools and the capabilities to beat Tank Davis now. And that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think he has those skills and, and those abilities to do it right now if they fought. You're saying if they fought now, Shakur would Sha- win Shakur that fight. could win, for sure. Wow. Uh, Ivory, right, what are, right now? Right now, I think he would win. What are your thoughts, Ivory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's dynamic fight, no doubt. We need to see that one. I'm thinking maybe, you know, just the the, the sheer girth of of, of Tank right now, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe a little too much. Maybe they need to both move up a a class or or so. Um, But, you know, it'd be be a great fight. And, and, you know, I think the the sheer fact that Shakir Stevenson is not even talking about this fight and, and already, you know, shouting out, Tank Davis right now kind of shows his frustration and his eagerness to get to that level, to, to get, you know, to get to that. Because really, if you think about it, there's a couple of guys we can go before we get to Tank Davis for Shakur. You know what I mean? There's a couple of names we can throw out there before you get to that level. But, you know, he wants it right now. And, and I think that shows his frustration. And it could be dangerous, you know, for him just to overlook this fight coming up. So uh, we'll see. But no, nah, it'd be a great, great fight. And right now, could Shakur win? Sure, he could. I probably put my money on Tank right now, but you know it could it could possibly happen, no doubt, man. I mean, it's it's basically a fifty fifty, but I probably give my edge to Tank right now. Man, there it is. Uh, you know, you make a good point. Before I talk about the the hypothetical, uh, you made a good point, Ivory. I mean, could be dangerous overlooking a guy like De Los Santos. You know, before we yeah. started recording the All episode, right. me me and uh, Fernando were recalling. A guy named Ricardo Mayorga, who once upon a time beat a, an amazing boxer in Vernon Forrest. Yeah. Um, not just yeah. once, not yeah. just once, but he beat Vernon rest Forrest. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. He beat rest Vernon Forrest peace, yeah. twice. And we're talking about Ricardo Mayorga, who's about as reckless of a fighter as you could get. Um, <laughs> and, and we're talking about Vernon Forrest, who's an elite boxer. Yeah. Um, and I mean elite, top of the top, you know. Um, so so crazier things 
have happened. So you're right, man. You want to make sure that Shakur Stevenson is going to take care of business and locked in on Edwin De Los Santos and doesn't run into a you know situation kind of like that. Valenzuela ran into him for uh, sure. Yeah, come on, people didn't see yeah. that one coming. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this yeah. this could be a dangerous fight if you overlook this guy. I don't think he will, but uh, you know I, th- I think it will be an exciting fight as long as it lasts. I think as long as it, De Los Santos can stay in the fight, and like I said, if if Stevenson finds his range early. We're looking at a one-sided fight. Right. And it's going to be, you know, punishment for about eight or nine rounds, and then they'll stop it. But I'm hoping that De Los Santos has enough aggressiveness and enough uh, awareness that uh, that he can make it a rough night for a little bit. I the, mean, what does concern me about it, about him, though, is that he does leave his chin kind of sticking out there a little <laughs> bit too long. And, you know, when you got someone like Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. Who's a very technically sound guy, and you leave that, you might as well just gift wrap him to fight. That's right. And so... Let, let's yeah. see what De Los Santos does in this one. Hopefully, his aggressiveness can pay off for him a little bit and maybe get him a couple rounds here and there and make it exciting. Right. And uh, hopefully, it's an exciting fight. I, I think it will be exciting. I, I, I think I think it will be an exciting fight. And about the hypothetical scenario when we start talking about Tank Davis, obviously, that's a fight I want to see uh, because, I mean, that would be a huge fight in, in, in the world of boxing. Uh, and Tank, I think it, his appeal is starting to grow and grow as well, too, especially since the fight. Uh, with Ryan Garcia. Um, I think that'd be an excellent fight. I think that's a great, interesting clash of styles and also a very interesting clash in, uh, what would you say, uh, like the tell of the tape, right? I mean, you've got yeah. Tank Davis, who's this shorter, you know, compact fighter who's got this incredible power. And then you've got Shakur Stevenson, who's a very sound technical boxer who's starting to gain that strength and is also going to be quite larger as far as height and reach and things like that when it comes to uh, matching up against Tank Davis. Interesting matchup. Interesting. Very intriguing for me. For sure. And one more thing about Frank Martin before we move on. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I wanted to touch uh, on this. It's that uh, I didn't realize that he was 28 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. Mm -hmm. And in the lightweight division, that's kind of old. Sure. Yeah, to be be at that low of a weight So, you know, he's 28 years old with only 18 pro fights. And then, you know, an opportunity for a world title comes up with a big name and a seven-figure payday, you're not going to take that? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Right. I just don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, I just want something I wanted to say about that. You know, I, I hope, you know, at some point Frank Martin does take a risk. But to me, this is just confusing. If you're a prize fighter, you know, some say it's not about the money. It's about the legacy. Well, there's the legacy. Some say it's not about legacy. It's about the money. Well, there's the there's money. There's the money. <laughs> what, what's going on here? What are, right. what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Gr- great, great, great thing to point out there. That does really make you scratch your head a little bit. Uh, although, you know, <laughs> what'd you say about duck sauce? Hey, <laughs> went heavy on the duck sauce, man. <laughs> went heavy on the duck sauce. They got sauce. a deal. I don't know. That, that might be one of them deals. One of, one of them I come back to you on the back end. <laughs> you Definitely know, could. Man, it might be something. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like hopefully, I don't it, know. you know, hopefully it gets made at some point. I just, I just don't. From right now, I just don't get it. And, and without going down the rabbit hole, because we're not going to spend too much more time here, but yeah. uh, there could be a hundred different things going on in yeah. Frank Martin's, you know, life. He could be dealing with some kind of injury we yeah. don't know about. He might be having some personal. Th- we just don't know. And it could be his camp saying, "Hey, we're not going right. to take that right now." Right. You so, know. so again, we don't truly know. We can only speculate. Yeah. And right, but right now it does look. <laughs> it looks like, yeah, hey, yeah. I don't want any smoke with Shakur. Right and and I I get it yeah. <laughs> I get it I, but, hey, and, Pit, and Pitbull Cruz didn't want any either let's you know let's make Remember that, that. One, let's make that thing clear too I mean he just his excuse was oh he's gonna run all night I don't want to fight him why you know but you know he's gonna get schooled it's basically what he's what he's saying so there's it ain't just him it's a lot of fighters who are coming up with different reasons why they're they're not gonna fight um, Shakur Lomachenko said oh I got unfinished business with Devin Haney mm-hmm. there's no rematch signed right as far as I know. Right. Uh, so right. Where, where's the unfinished business? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, here's some. You know, here's something we got to get to as well too as we pivot into into our next uh, topic here. Uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy, it's really frustrating to talk about this for me. Yeah. Um, because to me, the the greatest title in all of sports, I just think the greatest title period. I got to be honest with you, heavyweight champion of the world. Right. I mean, that it's saying something uh, to me. It's the grandest title that you can attain as an athlete, heavyweight champion of the world. I'm the baddest man in the room, no matter what room I'm in. Yeah. I walk outside and I'm the baddest guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. heavyweight champion of the world. 
Obviously, there's four recognized belts. Three of those four belts are currently held by Oleksandr Usyk, but the lineal champion and the guy who I think is pretty much looked at as the heavyweight champion, uh, the WBC champion, uh, is Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, 6'9", 270 plus pounds, moves at times like a middleweight. I mean, this guy right here, uh, uh, you know, people talk about Tyson Fury and they say, is he one of the best of all time. Um, this is the guy who has recently come out. Well, first of all, his next fight is against someone who's not a boxer. Uh, he's fighting former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou in a boxing match. Okay, so again, this guy, he's not fighting a boxer in his next boxing match. Um, he's going after the payday. And again, I've always said this. You can't, you can't knock somebody for getting the bag. You can't knock somebody for going after the biggest payday, you know, of their career with also probably the easiest fight of their career. Again, he's fighting someone who's never boxed before. Um, but he has come out and flat out said it, uh, guys. He's, he's come out flat out said, I don't care about unifying the titles. I'm not worried about that. I'm here to make as much money as possible. He's starting to call out John Jones, another UFC guy who's, who doesn't have any boxing on his uh, resume. Um, and that's what he said he's going after. He doesn't care about unifying these titles. And I'll go ahead and start here and just say, well, guess what, Tyson? That's fine. If that's where you're at, I, again, I will never knock somebody for making their money while they can. These are opportunities, especially as fighters. You don't have a, a huge window here. You've got a little bit of time to make as much money as possible for your profession. If you want to make your money, fine, make your money. My thing is, then give up the belts. Let, let the sport move on. Bingo. You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, why are you trying to hold the sport captive? If you don't care that's about it, it man. let's move on then. Yeah. Let's move on. Let, let, yeah. let, you know, let let go of the belts and let the real fighters. And I'm sorry to say that the real boxers find out who the best is in the sport. Because obviously, if that's not what you want to do, well, you know, go make your money, man. But give up the belts. Uh, who wants to take that from there? Be, before uh, and before I get into it, you know, I want to say, you know, uh, how much of a fan I've been of Tyson Fury over the years. Yes, you know, I think you know he's he along with you know the Joshua versus Klitschko fight, but. Tyson Fury is one of the guys responsible for bringing back the heavyweight division. Yes. And bringing it back to popularity. You know, it pains me to have to say that, but, you know, he doesn't need to have that belt anymore. Right. You know, if you're a Mauricio Suleiman, you know, the president of the, w of the WBC, if you hear those comments, you say, okay, well, here's your ex-champion, Tyson Fury. Right. Give me that belt. I, you know, we, let's have somebody else fight for it. Deontay Wilder is in line for it with, you know, Andy Ruiz. You know, there can be some other uh, some other guys that fight for that vacant WBC and then later unify with Usyk. But if, you know, the world title is not your priority right now and it's making money, all power to you, but you don't need to have that belt hostage. Right. Give that up, you know. And it's a shame because Tyson Fury, to me, is one of the all-time greats. Uh, you can make a case that he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. You can make a case you for that. You can make a case you for that, You can make sure. a case for that, you know. Um, even though he doesn't have the title defenses, you can make a case He's on a, you know, they will never see another Tyson Fury again. Sure. But he's he's completely dead wrong on this one. I agree. He, um, he's taking a fight with him, an MMA guy. I don't even know if it's on his record because I don't see it on BoxRec, so I don't know if it's even going to count. But, uh, you know, he's he's taking this, this exhibition fight or whatever it is, and he's holding the belt hostage. To me, you know, that it's, it's not, a, I'm not going to say it's an insult to boxing, but it's, uh, you're doing it at the service for sure. Oh, I would, yeah, 100%. You know, we're, yeah. we're in an era where we're close to having an undisputed heavyweight champion in I don't know how many years. Right. And you're going to hold that up because you I think this is like know. 99, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just let go of the belt. Yeah. And, and it just is what it is, you know. Let's 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 keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Ivory, what are your thoughts on that, man? In, in no other sport can you dibble and dabble outside of your mainframe of your sport and still carry around that title like that. You know what I mean? Because you hold the title forever until, until somebody takes it. It's not like, you know, other professional sports where it's, it's year to year. You hold this thing as long as, as long as you're alive. As far as I'm concerned, as long as somebody that hadn't beat you is yours. And so for you to kind of dibble and dabble outside of 
that 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 frame of what you're supposed to operate and fight other guys and fight other folks that are not even in your in your class and not even really full time play that same sport, that is an absolute insult to, to, to boxing. And for you to say it out your mouth, I don't care. I just want money. Like you haven't been ready getting money. Like like this is some kind of once in a lifetime big grab for you. You've been getting bread for a long time. So, you know, it's the absolute insult. And, yeah, and it's like, we'll just give it up, man. You know, the the, the year that Michael Jordan won, uh, or any professional athlete, they win championship that year. They don't come back that next year and say, yeah, I'm going to go play this other sport real quick. And I'm going to hold yeah. down the championship title still. I'm going to go play baseball. I'm gonna, But I'm still, I'm still an NBA championship. I'm still an NBA champion this very moment, this very year. No, nah, not really, because the, the Rockets run it those those two years. Mm. So you get you got to get you got to get that up, man. And and yeah, it's it's an insult, man. I don't I don't know. This is kind of just the 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 temperature of society right now. It's a it's a me first. It's a get mine right now. The news telling everybody the dollar's about to lose uh lose its value here in a minute. So everybody everybody's just grabbing right now, man. So um, I'm, I'm disappointed in that decision, but. Yeah, man, I, I can't. I don't disagree at all. Get that up and let let some other fighters and, carry that know, belt around. Imagine Muhammad Ali saying, "Hey, I don't want to be undisputed. <laughs> let me just make money, you yeah. know, with an exhibition." You know, yeah. imagine Holyfield, Riddick Bowe, you know, Mike Tyson, uh, you know, Joe Lewis, you, Sonny you, Liston, George you, Foreman. You, you, know. you pissing, you pissing on all that right there, man. Imagine those you guys saying, nah, "I don't want to defend it. Let me make money fighting." Uh, a wrestler or a, right, you know, some yeah. other guy, you know, yeah. Like I just, I don't see it. I, I, I don't either, man. Uh, and you, and here's a here's a good reference for you, Ivory. You know, they say if the dollar is is going to lose uh, its value, why don't you invest in gold? Go get those belts, Jack. Go, <laughs> Go get, get those, those belts. belts. Go get you some gold. I, I just want to oh, throw shit, that out man. there, man, because let me tell you something. Uh, the gold standard is what it is. And, again, that's how we measure our champions, right? The yeah. gold. The, who's got the belt? That's it. And if that's not your concern anymore, make way for those who are ready to go for it. You know, that that that, that that's my take on that. I also got to say this, too, and, and I'm curious to what your thoughts are on this, uh, both of you here. Um are, are we is there any potential here because i don't know if you saw the recent press conference those two guys up there staring at each other tyson fury takes his shirt off he looks not in the best of shape and listen fury's never been like some muscle bound guy and listen we get that right that's, he, that's not that muscle is not necessarily very functional when it comes to boxing you know those muscles take a lot of a lot of blood and oxygen and it can really drain you over the long term of a boxing match, I get that, right? I mean, aesthetically, it's very pleasing. It sometimes can be intimidating, but it's also not necessarily the most functional thing to have in the ring is just a lot of muscle. So Fury, he's never been that. But to me, he looked maybe a little extra out of shape um, at that press conference. I don't know if that's something he's doing I mean, on purpose, but, but is there a potential, and this is where I'm going with this, is there a potential for like a, uh, a, a you know how rocky did in rocky 3 when he was you know partying starring in movies doing commercials in, in this instance making netflix series all this stuff not really training the way he should because you know kind of the tortoise and hare thing I, you know i don't gotta run i can take it easy i got this thing in the bag i'm just fighting an mma guy i don't gotta worry about it is there a chance that tyson fury gets caught slipping here well, uh, so so you think you think he's pulling a Chavez Junior? He, he walks <laughs> around in his drawers eating cereal all day. It's what it looks he's like. The whole box of cereal. That's what he's doing. He's a whole box of cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, is is there? Uh, a, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, listen to his comments. He, yeah, he's not taking it serious. I wouldn't be surprised at all. You he, know, you know, I'm gonna reference I another. Shock me at all. I'm gonna reference another boxing movie. Uh, that, that I think is more realistic with this fight. I don't know if you've ever seen the Great White Hype, where you know Damian <laughs> Wayne, where, where he got yeah. so he got really fat and he still yeah. won the fight. Yeah, that's right. That's I, right. I think I think that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. I think, I think that's what's gonna happen. You trying to make me look bad on <laughs> TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Ngannou's. I'm in shape. Yeah, I think he said, I'm in shape. Yeah. I'm round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ngannou's gonna land one shot, and that's probably gonna be like you're gonna try to embrace me on TV moment. He's gonna. <laughs> he go yeah. that ass. <laughs> I think that's what what's more likely to happen. 
happen. Great movie, by the way. Uh, great Bradley. movie. Great movie, by the way. Outstanding soundtrack as well, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love that movie. That's a, that's a good one, do, man. Do we, look at, do we look at Mike Tyson any kind of crazy for being involved in this mess? Or no? Or, 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 or no? You know, man, listen. I don't know how Mike got involved training, in this. Training in Ghana. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. Mike got involved in this, but that's part of the spectacle, I think. Yeah. I think we're full-blown spectacle mode here. This is yeah. not an actual competition. Yeah. So anything to draw more eyeballs to this thing. I mean, what, Mike didn't even show up to the press conference. No. And so, yeah. And look, I mean, you know, I don't know how much Ngannou's getting paid for this fight, but, you know, the standard cornerman fee is 10%. Yeah. So get your 10%, Mike Tyson. I ain't mad at that at all. That's right, Mike. Yeah. Is, is, is Tyson training? They I, I believe really so, training? right? Is that, is that that, that's, that's how it's being hyped up as, is that he is now the trainer for Francis Ngannou. In, in, in other sports, like we always say, like great basketball players and all that, they don't make good coaches, great football, they don't make. Is it the same in boxing? Like the great boxers, they don't make mm-hmm. very good trainers. Not always. I'll say not always. But, you know, yeah. and here's a, and, and I'll touch on Mike Tyson a little bit, but here's an interesting thing that I've kind of noticed over the years. Journeyman fighters usually make the best coaches. Mm-hmm. Tito Trinidad yeah. Sr., kind of, I think he was a, yeah. kind of a journeyman guy in right. his younger days. Right. Uh, Robert Guerrero's dad. Freddie Roach. Uh, Freddie Roach was kind of a journeyman. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr., yeah. you know, uh, he, he had a, a winning record, but he, he wasn't, you know. Never reached is, that level. Never reached that level. Uh I think I think that's kind. Of, it must be. I think it's universal with all sports. Like the, the 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 not the best guy because he he's gonna he's gonna understand the the hard work and the technicals and the fundamentals of it. The the superstars they just going off talent and you know just God given ability. The those guys coming off the bench, those journeymen, they're gonna really put in that work and put in that extra detailed. You know, pay attention to all the. And I think a lot of those guys. Like and I think a lot of those guys have also seen. Uh, the downside of doing things the wrong way. Right. They've seen you know, right. what can happen when, when you let it slip through your hands, you know, and so yeah. they, they can yeah. they can help you with and by fixing some of those mistakes. Well, that's what, that, that's what they say, right? Those who can't do, teach, exactly. right? And, and you got to think, man, uh, you, you've got guys who can teach it because they get it, they understand it, they have the mental capacity of what to do, but then you've got guys who've just got the skill level. Yeah. Uh, and how rare is it that you get a guy who has both, yeah. right? So this is an yeah. opportunity to kind yeah. of marry those things because yeah. a guy who knows can find someone with the skills and implant some of those yeah. same ideals into him. And uh, then you have, you know, successful, uh, you know, trainer, fighter combinations. Yeah. And I also wanted to say that because uh, I wanted to touch back on Mike Tyson, uh, there is nobody better to learn the sport of boxing from than someone like Mike Tyson. Right. Because he is a modern-day historian for boxing. Yes. And I've always felt yeah. like it, it's a shame that he hasn't taken anybody under his wing more seriously because I think he would make a great coach. He learned from one of the best. For learning, being a student of Cus D'Amato, I mean, that's no small thing. Uh, I look at you know some of the success that Teddy Atlas has had yeah. as a trainer. I, I've I've always been a big fan of Teddy Atlas because he too comes from that same school. Yeah. But and here's the thing: this is the thing that got me, man. Is some of those clips that are out there of Tyson training uh, Ngannou, uh, man. Again, I want to see more of it. I am here yeah. for Coach Mike Tyson. Yeah, for I sure. think he just has a, a a level of understanding where he can relay. The idea, the information, uh, in such a way to where it makes sense. I think Mike. It, it, I think he could be a tremendous trainer. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and like I said, if they were building up Francis Ngannou as a professional boxer with Mike Tyson leading the way as his coach, right? I think they'd have a success. I think they have a recipe for success there. With it being, you know, that he's coaching him for to challenge the the current champion of the world. Yeah. I'd say his, I mean, and I've said it last time, his percentage from winning went from zero to 0.1. <laughs> that's right. That, that's, that's it. You know, I mean, it's what a tough if, task. It's a tough what, task. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a tall what, order. What if Tyson, what if Tyson teaches him that squat left hook shit? He's man, trying. That could be, that he, could he's be trying. Dangerous, yeah, man. He's trying for he, sure. He's trying. He's that, trying to do that. That, I, that squat, that squat pivot left hook, man. Right. But, but do you know how long and how hard it took? even Mike Tyson himself, to get that yeah, system man. down. We're talking about one training yeah. camp with a guy who's never boxed before. Yeah. Uh, it just, uh, 
Again, man, the odds are not in the yeah. in in, in Ngannou's and, favor. And there's a lot of MMA guys. Yeah. That could, there's a lot of MMA guys that can make good boxers if if they just you know take their time and bring them along. But you know, I get that they're trying to make money because they're already big names in MMA, right? But you know, even someone like Conor McGregor can probably be a decent boxer if somebody you know kind of took the time to build him up a little bit, right? You know, look at Anderson Silva. You know, he beat yeah. Chavez Jr. You know, except he he jumped right up in into the mix to the very top and got yeah. toyed with. Yeah, you know, and and that's and that's that. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna put a bow on this subject real quick just by saying this, and 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 I, I, I hate that I'm saying this because I am a big Tyson Fury fan. I, I'm a huge fan of the Gypsy King. I love his stance to bring awareness to mental health. His story. His skill set. I, I love everything about Tyson Fury. I, the only thing I don't like is what his current stance is on 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 the state of boxing. Yeah. Um. I hate to say this. I kind of want Ngannou to rock his world. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just. <laughs> I kind of want Ngannou to, to do yeah. something he's not supposed to do. Yeah. No. For sure. I, I hope I hope he gets rocked a couple times. I hope he gets put on his ass just one time. And and I'll say this about Tyson Fury as well before you know we move on. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury, the human being, but right now I'm not so much of a fan of Tyson Fury, the boxer. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. Um, I, I agree on that. And, and, and speaking of the heavyweight division, uh, this weekend, guys, we do have a fight that is happening. Uh, it's a rematch. Zhile uh, Zhang is going to be rematching Joe Joyce. Uh, Joe Joyce, first time that they went into this fight, was a heavy favorite, uh, was undefeated. Zhang handed him his first loss in devastating fashion. Six-round uh, TKO uh, really took it to Joe Joyce. Uh, again, shocked a lot of people. Joyce was the heavy favorite. A lot of hype uh, on Joe Joyce. Could be one of the next you know heavyweight superstars. Runs into Zhang. That's derailed. They're running it back this weekend. Fernando, let me start with you. What's going to happen? Is anything going to be different this second time around? Well, you know, if you're Zhang, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to change any recipe in this. You're going to stick to the same ingredients, and that's your left hand. Shoot it straight down the pipe, just like you were landing the last time. Right. He landed that at will. He couldn't miss. You know, if it's something that's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. You know, it's Joyce's job to find something different to do in this fight. You know, he was getting tagged with that at will. So, you know, you got to figure out what, what was going on in that fight. Stylistically, whether it was mentally or something was, was off, and he just, you know, couldn't, you know, get off. He needs to figure out how to, how to adjust to that, and he's going to have to take away Zang, uh, Zang's left hand. Um, and you know, I'm kind of interested in seeing if if that loss did take a like a mental effect on on Joyce because he was he had a lot of momentum going into that fight. He knocked out Parker. He beat you know he took Duboiseau, so he seemed like he had all the hype uh, surrounding him. And then you know Zhang just you know did his thing, and uh, like I said, he landed his left hand. I don't think he's got to change too much. You know, don't change the recipe to this. Don't change too much. You know, obviously stay sharp on defense and. But for sure, work that left hand in because it landed at will last time, for it, sure. So it, it really did. I was just honestly, I gotta be, I gotta be real about this. I was shocked. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking, all right, we're gonna see Joe Joyce because to me, he was getting better every time out. Every time I saw Joyce, he looked sharper every single yeah. time out. And then he ran into Zang, and I was like, whoa, he, he, boy, I didn't realize, you know, th- there was that big of a hole in his game until Zang exposed it. Um, can anything change? I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, that's one of those things. Like you said, will Joyce be able to figure out something to flip the script? You yeah. know, uh, and and got, how will he got do to it? move, man? Yeah, yeah, he's got to got yeah. to move, man. You know, got to move, move away from that. I, yeah, I don't get why. You know, I, and usually in in boxing, I, and Fernando helped me out. If mm-hmm. this just if you can tag by one one punch, one similar same punch. A man got one move and he keep tapping you with the same thing. Is it a vision thing? Is it a you got the yips in boxing? I, I mean, what, what I think you know, um, what, a lot what of it is that a lot of it is, is the the footwork battle. There's, you know, that's something that we don't really see on TV. You know, you see the the, the fight and the punches going on and everything. Right, right. But right. you know, there's two battles going on too. The the footwork battle, the the foot position battle. You know, if you're a right handed and you're fighting a southpaw. You got to stay on the yeah. outside of his right foot. You have to stay on the outside. You got to circle to your left. He's circling to his right because he wants to land that left. You got to circle to your left to to land your right. And so it's a matter of winning that battle. And so I don't know if uh, if Joyce had a plan for that last time, and which is why he was getting tagged, you know, repeatedly. But he's gonna have to figure out a way to circle to your left and keep you know 
give him some angles and make make uh, Zhang have to work to land that left hand. He didn't really have to work and, too and hard to land it. And circling to the right is natural for for a right hand fighter usually, huh? It, it should be circling to the left is natural if you're a right handed fighter. Um, okay. But especially when it's a southpaw, and you know when you've been in the ring with a southpaw, it is one of the most frustrating things because. It seems like, you know, it It always seems like you're losing that battle. Like, what the hell? It's like the most awkward thing. Even Southpaws hate fighting Southpaws because yeah. the, they're so right. awkward to deal with. But, you know, you want to – one of the things that you try to do is if you win that foot position, you you know, jab your way inside. But if you're not winning that, whenever they come in inside of you, you, you shoot a straight right hand to kind of meet them first. Shoot your straight right hand. So Joyce maybe needs to shoot some right hands. You know, let his, let his straight right hands go to the body, to the head, mix it up a little bit. Maybe throw some feints, you know, get uh, Zhang thinking a little bit. And if he can get this yeah. fight past the sixth or seventh round, he's got a pretty decent chance of letting him gas out because, you know, we've seen him gas out before. Absolutely. So he's got a good chance. He just has to stay on his feet. He's got to box a little bit maybe, take the left hand away from him, and, uh, you know, let's can, see if he gets tired. Can, can the juggernaut make good on the rematch. We'll find out. Uh, real quick, since the fight is happening this weekend, let's get some official predictions here. Fernando, how do you see the fight officially? So uh, I honestly think Zhang's going to repeat. I think uh, he's going to tag him. I think he's going to – I think it'll take a little bit longer this time. I think I think Zhang's going to surprise some people with his stamina this fight because mm. he's he's got that chip on his shoulder, right, that he, he gasses out, you know, like with Hergovic. He, kept, he had to will himself to keep going. I thought he won the fight, but – he lost, and he really did get tired. It was obvious he got, he, he got tired. He got tired with Jerry Forrest. He looked exhausted. And so I think this fight is going to showcase just a little bit more stamina, and I think it's going to be enough to get him another win. Uh, good call. Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to have to agree with you. If, if you, know, you never know how somebody deals with loss, and you never know how somebody deals with success. We're going to find out how each of these gentlemen dealt with those respectively. Um, if Zhang has kept his head, if, if Zhang had, because you don't know, right? Yeah. We don't get a lot of coverage on him. No. Because uh, he's out there in China, right? We just yeah, don't get a lot yeah. of coverage on him. So, how has he been since that? It, it, you know, Andy Ruiz, we saw how he handled success. Probably not the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, some guys <laughs> handle it a, a lot better. I don't know how Zhang's going to handle it, but all things being what they are, if I had to make a decision, which I'm doing right now, I'm going to say Zhang repeats as well, too. I. Does he stop him again? Maybe. I think he'll do it later. Yeah, later, later in the later uh, in the fight. I, I think so. I think later. And nothing like I said. I think he'll surprise people this time with his stamina. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have more than what he's been showing. Um, I just I just feel like he's he's gonna have his number a little bit on this one. If I'm placing a bet, I'm picking Zhang to win. Yeah, straight up, just like that. I I don't know necessarily time wise when it's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen. I just see Zhang getting the W again. Um, I just don't know if Joyce is capable of changing that much. Uh, right now, so I'll go ahead and pick Zhang for the win. Ivy, what are your thoughts? Who, what's your prediction here? What? Well, hell, if everybody's going Zhang, I gotta go Joyce. Then. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. we got, we got, we got, we got to make this thing a true competition. Then. I, 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 I'll say this: it's not impossible. It's not impossible. You know, he does. There's a way. <laughs> right. There's a way for Joyce to win. Like it's said, boxing like and it's the heavyweight division. Yeah. yeah. And, and let me say this: I right. love, I love Ivory's take there because he he's taking the odds, man. He, this is a true Vegas better right here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might do something on that while, while you're playing. <laughs> I might do something. We don't have a sponsorship yet. Hang on, man. Hang on. <laughs> All right, listen. No shit, man. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I love that take, man. Uh, real quick, we want to touch on this briefly because next week we've got a special edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. We're going to be talking about the huge fight happening next weekend, Jermel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez. I am hyped. I don't about like this. it. I don't like it. I'm going to just say that. I, I don't like it. Well, what, say that. T- tell me about it, man. <laughs> no, it's not I me. Mean, I'm going to watch it, of course. I mean, you know, I, I want to, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. It's a great matchup, but it, it's really not, man. I don't like, I don't like Charlo jumping to two classes, man. I don't, oh. I don't like, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like Canelo is, is holding his, his A side leverage. It's a little too strong, man, with this one, man. I, I don't like it. And I, for some reason, I don't know why Charlo feels like he has to do this. I understand wanting it. Two, two weight classes? Come on, man. That's, that's too much. Well, well, that's let me, too much. Well, let me say this. I, I am very excited for this fight. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. First of all, uh, I've been wanting to fight 
uh, for the Charlo brothers like this for a while. I want to see how they do when they get to this kind of uh, point, right, in their careers. Uh, and Jamel Charlo, I think, has shown to be very disciplined when it comes to his craft. Um, and, and I'm excited to see how he does against, you know, the face of the boxing, uh, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, also very curious to see how Canelo looks in this fight because there have been questions, even though he dominated his last fight against John Ryder, people think Canelo was slipping at this point in his career. Jermel Charlo will give you the answer to that next weekend. We will know if Canelo was slipping or not when he fights Jamel Charlo. We will find out the answer to that. So I'm excited for that. And here's the other thing, and this is a pushback a little bit to what you just said, because I agree with you, right? On paper, you see a guy jumping up two weight classes, you think, eh, that's a bit of a stretch, especially when you're facing somebody like Canelo. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Canelo is is small for the weight class, and Jamel is extremely large for his weight class. I think walking. Yeah. I think walking around just on a on a on a on a you know put the sport of boxing to the side. Just on a man to man walking around. I think these guys are the same size. Yeah, or if not close to it, for sure. Real close to it. Um, has, he, has he fought at that size though? No, Charlo. No. That's what I'm no. saying. Like, I mean, I I, I get it, and, and you're right. You got one big class, one relatively small for the new class that he's in. You know. Hello's new to this bigger class, but it, it's just, and, and I guess it's just the fact that I'm just, I'm just like, we've been waiting for Charlo to really get this big, big, big showdown for a while now. And it's just, I don't, I just, I don't like it, man. And him fighting that fighting, walking around, wait, it is two different things. It's a vet. Maybe he knows how to handle that. Um, but just when I saw it, I didn't like it. Of course I'm excited for it. Of course I want to see it, but, I I just didn't like it for Charlo, but we'll see, man. This is boxing, man. Anything could happen. Yeah, and also just a little quick defense on Canelo too. I mean, Jamal was not available. You know, that that was who and, they originally and, and, wanted. And that's who they wanted. You know, yeah. And, and like I said yeah. before, you know, we don't have a Charlo triplet out there that can, <laughs> that can come out. You know, and fight him at one sixty eight. So we got, you know, we got the next best thing with Jamal. To be fair, that's how that happened. And, right. Yeah. And you know, Jamal. Yeah. You know. I think Jamel is the right guy to answer or to ask those questions of, of Canelo that we've been asking. Hey, uh, is, is he slipping up? Is, is he, he on the decline? Is yeah. he on the decline? He'll for sure answer them after the fight. My only concern, though, over the last couple of weeks that I've kind of started to, I'm detecting a little nervous energy out of Jamel Charlo. He's yep. not being his normal self. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. He's, he's saying he's being as classy as can be and respectful, which is cool, I think. But that's not Jermel Charlo that, that I've seen over the last few years. That <laughs> Who tries, is this guy? That trash talks his opponents and, and tells him what he's going to do to right. them and, and all this and that. The guy that, you know, pulled up to other fighters at, at the fights and, you know, that's not the same Jermel Charlo and he looks a little nervous to me. Oh, no. And if he's a little nervous, I, I think he might get stopped early. Ooh. Ooh. I, I, well, that's not my prediction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you then know, apparently – And then him and his brother – Back at it again. They beefing again, and so is 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 one not going to is Jamal not being Jamel's you know corner at the fight time. I mean, you know, he got he got all that type of energy going around, man. It's it's yeah, could and, be could be bad time for him. Yeah, and my thing is just you know like when we talked about it before, my reflex reaction was I think Canelo by decision. Man, I'm getting some vibes where like I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Sure. You know, maybe he really just want to keep it as civilized as possible. And who knows? Maybe it, that's a sign of him being hyper locked in. That we don't know. That. that could be too. We don't know. That. But my my when I seen some of his mannerisms, I'm like, does he? Is he, am I tripping or is he? Does he look nervous? <laughs> is he like, nervous? does he look nervous? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but but hey, some of some people's best know. performances have come when they're nervous. You know, so look, it could be that too. I mean, Ali famously was terrified of Sonny Liston right at the weigh in, and he. Gave him a master class. So, yeah. So we don't know, but that just that's concerning to me a little yeah, bit. It's, just some, a little it's bit. something to factor in, and it's definitely going to be part of the conversation when we dive deep into this next week, breaking down what to me is a big fight uh, between Jamel Charlo and Canelo Alvarez. Uh, it'll be us here, uh, myself along with Fernando and Ivory, and I think we're going to have a special guest, man. The Butcher's going to come join us. We're, yeah, we're working on that, right? Yeah, we're working on it. I got to contact him. He's, he's, he's all about it. I know he's got some thoughts. You know, he... Uh, <laughs> I know, I know he's not the biggest uh, Canelo fan out there in the yeah, world, and yeah. I like to agitate him a few times a little bit about it. But, 
you know, I might just tell him when he shows up, hey, you know, we need a rehydration class for this fight, <laughs> just to piss him off a little bit, you know, but, <laughs> but oh. we'll, I'll, I'll talk to the butcher, man, we'll get him on here, for I, sure. I look forward to that next week, that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, getting ready for that big fight next weekend. Uh, we do want to end, uh, you know, hate to end on a somber note, but I think it's right to show some respect here, uh, because there was some tragedy that happened in the ring uh, during a fight, uh, Fernando, can you kind of uh, break down and, and and lead us into this real quick? Yeah, so it was uh, Sabrina Perez was in, was fighting. I, I cannot remember her opponent. I think it was Sky Nicole something. Sure. And you know we'll we'll look in right now just to get the name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was in the ring, and uh, her husband, who happens to be her coach as well, uh, Diego Arrua, uh, suffered a heart attack in between rounds. Uh, seems like between the ninth and tenth round, he he suffered a heart attack. Man. And uh, the cameras captured him, you know, falling. And, uh, you know, obviously after the fight, you know, uh, Sabrina Perez, you know, left the ring to be with her with her husband, who uh, I guess unfortunately passed away. Um, it's something I don't think I've ever seen something like that happen in a in a boxing match ever. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of, it's a sad thing. It's one of the saddest things you can ever see, man. And uh, you know, my heart goes out to her, 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 and her, you know, her whole family, the whole family, everybody that was affected by this. It was a very tragic, uh, very tragic thing. Something to happen like that, you know. And when when you're at a sporting event and you're at work, you know, you're working and you know you you die. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously doing something you love, but at the same right. time, it's like, man, when you're a family man. Yeah. We like to say, oh, if I could die, you're doing something you know you love. Well, you know, as a family man, you know, I, I don't want to die like that at all. No. I don't no. Die. And yeah. so. My heart, my heart goes out to the family. It's tragic, you know, and it's one of it's just a tragic thing, man. And and you were right; it was Sky Nicholson uh, that uh, Sabrina was fighting uh, for the featherweight title bout happening in Mexico. Um, so yes, we do want to recognize and and and, and say uh, rest in peace to Diego Arua. And uh, again, very unfortunate uh, that something like that happens, uh, especially you know in those circumstances. You hate yeah. to see it, man. So yes, yeah. rest in peace, Diego. Um, fellas, we got another one in the bag, man. Heck yeah, man. Not We're getting some rounds in here, yeah. man. Get some rounds in here. Ivory, thanks We're for joining us to today, man. This, man. Hey, man, no doubt, no doubt. Anytime, fellas, uh, I love the conversation. love to be involved, man, in the, in the square circle conversation, man. I, 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 I'd be glad to come back anytime you welcome me. Yeah, well, I can't wait to have you back, man, for sure. Uh, I know we got that big uh, preview, Canelo, uh, Charlo preview, and uh, we're going to have you. I know I think we're going to have the Butcher for sure. I'm going get, to get with him. And, uh, you know, I'm going to just tell him, man, hey, you know, you got to come support your, your favorite fighter, Canelo. <laughs> I know you love Canelo. <laughs> He's going to hear this. He's going to be mad. He's yeah. really mad. But uh, I just can't wait to hear his thoughts because, you know, he's got some thoughts. And, you know, Canelo has been a polarizing fighter in Mexico, too. So. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, very interesting to see uh, what people's thoughts are. So, it's a, so he, he he's not the golden child of Mexico anymore. Uh, you got he two di- you got two different camps. You know, you got uh, the camps that, that uh, love okay. him and the camp that feels like he's just like an overhype <laughs> type of guy. But okay. you know, the, the, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Absolutely, you know? it but, often is. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he's the face of boxing at the end of the day. He is and the face so, of boxing. You know, can't yeah. dispute that. Can't dispute that, man. He's still the uh, the cash cow uh, in the sweet science. And uh, I want to mention this real quick as we wrap up today's program. Uh, this is Fair Ones and Fair Ways. I know we have yet to really start incorporating some of that golf stuff, but you'll see how we do that here in the next few months. We've got some great things coming to the program, some things we'll be doing to enhance our product and brand for you. Uh, so stay tuned. Good things are on the way. Fair Ones and Fair Ways. We're bringing it to you, man. Obviously, we'll always be primarily about boxing. That's what this podcast is truly all about. But we'll start sprinkling in some fun content for you as well, too. So make sure you stay tuned. And, uh, gentlemen, thank both of you. Hurricane, Ivory, we appreciate it, brother. Hey, thank you, man. We'll see you at the no next doubt. time. No doubt. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, you know no how doubt. we say it. Until next time, keep your hands up.